Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview-style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well-being of newborns and their families. Technology is rapidly changing many ways in which we care for our neonatal patients. In this episode, we're going to focus on TN Echo for targeted neonatal echocardiography with the director of the program at London's Health Sciences Centre, Dr. Shomi Bhattacharya. Welcome to NeoChats. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me on this program. I'm excited oh. to talk about this technological innovation in the NICU. I'm really, really excited to learn about it. So let's just start right there with what exactly it is. So I would say it is a real-time point-of-care bedside cardiac imaging by trained neonatologists to optimize or improve the management or the clinical care of neonates who are suffering from cardiorespiratory compromise or who are having an acute problem with their breathing or with how their heart is functioning. Um, so it really has two very important components. One thing is the information that is coming from the imaging and the, the nature of, uh, of acquiring that information real time and at the bedside. And the other important component is the knowledge and the content um, expertise of the user. So this is a unique situation where the neonatologist, who is the expert at treating neonatal disease, is now conducting this point of care imaging right at the bedside and acquiring more information that will actually give us a unique insight into what is happening within this child and offer us um, uh, you know, therapeutic options uh, that will best suit that particular baby. How advanced is this technology? How, how different is this from what used to be done to help these patients? So traditionally uh, in the NICU, uh, we used uh, monitoring of their heart rate, their blood pressure, their oxygen sats to assess their cardiovascular or cardiorespiratory health. Now these continue to be very, very important and absolutely integral, but there are certain pitfalls that are uh, inherent of these traditional methods. One thing is that blood pressure, for example, um, it's a good marker of health, but the, by the time the blood pressure actually drops, it's actually very late in the disease process. So maybe as you know, as it, so the ship has sailed by the time we detect at the bedside that the baby's blood pressure is going down or that the element of shock we call in medical terms is setting in. So that's one pitfall. The second thing is that the low blood pressure is giving you the end point, that this is what is the result. It is not giving you any information as to what is the cause. Is the heart pumping? Is the heart getting enough blood? 
or is the pressure that the heart working against is too high? So, and that's actually an oversimplification. There could be so many different reasons. The end point of low blood pressure does not give us the reason. The interesting thing is as neonatology has evolved, we have now recognized that the therapeutic endpoints or the targets are completely different. If I can identify early on that this heart is pumping great, there is no pump problem, but the blood that is coming in, it's not enough. Then I know that I have to optimize and make sure that the baby is getting enough fluids, be it blood or normal saline. Versus I recognize that, oh no, this is a pump function and I need to use the right medication that will help this baby's heart pump stronger. So it basically it has evolved and given us these additional information that, has, uh, that will allow us to basically optimize or fine tune the management. Um, that is where uh, it, it has kind of um, complements the traditional method. It does not replace, but it complements the traditional method of monitoring of a newborn. And what does this additional information help with in terms of, of outcomes and treatments? Oh, that's an excellent question. So, you know, maybe one of the best examples to use is a condition called um, neonatal pulmonary hypertension. Uh, this is a situation where the lung pressures are super high and uh, the, often the baby is unable to get enough oxygen. Uh, it, this is one of the clinical situations where the TN echo is actually crucial. It, it not only gives us the information about the lung pressure, it actually gives us information about both upstream and downstream effect. The heart and lung are critically interlinked. And by doing the echo, we can actually understand to whether to escalate care, whether to continue same care, how long to continue it. It helps us even anticipate this baby's blood pressure is fine, but it's not going to hold. So let's put some treatment plans um, in place um, so that we know how to, so anticipatory management. On a clinical level in just our unit, we see the changes in improvement in clinical care, in outcomes, in uh, babies, which we wouldn't have been actually been able to save without this information. At the national level, uh, more and more, if you ask individuals practicing TNE, I think you would get a uniform consensus that it is making a difference in patient care and optimizing care. In terms of literature and evidence, I think we are starting to see the evidence and more and more papers being published, which are at least confirming that it is complementing care. Whether outcomes, whether long-term outcomes, mortality is being changed, um, we don't have that concrete evidence yet, but I think the little changes uh, that we are doing are going to add up to something very significant. How common is this technology across Canada at the moment? As of now, 
I think uh, we have around 31 to 32 tertiary care neonatal intensive care units and probably 15 of them have fully functional uh, clinical uh, TNE service. Um, so the TNE program actually uh, started in UK and Australia where it was uh, started in a collaborative fashion by pediatric cardiologists and uh, neonatologists who saw value in neonatologists doing these kind of assessments. And the story in Canada began around in 2006 um, under the guidance of Dr. Patrick McNamara, who came from Ireland to Hospital of Sick Kids and started the first clinical TNE program. And from 2006 to now, um, 2020, uh, we have over 15 um, clinical TNE programs. And uh, Dr. McNamara, who is my mentor, it is through his tireless work in demonstrating its use and advocating for um, its application, generating consensus that who has been imperative in, in um, in this movement of acceptance of the clinical TNE service. So um, really the last 10 years have uh, seen a rapid increase in its clinical application with more and more centers now using it, um, as well as its uh, TNE training, which used to be only in one center in North America in um, sick kids also now having at least three or four more training center within Canada, which allows more and more neonatologists to get trained in this technology. In terms of medical research, that's, that's a very short time and a very impactful change that this program has had. Yeah. I'm wondering what exactly about it drew your interest? Well, there is a story. I think in my training, uh, we had a, a baby who had profound shock and low blood pressures. And um, the parents were such advocates for the child and they just, just kept telling us, just keep going, do everything you can. And at that point as a trainee, um, I felt that disconnect between me wanting to help this baby recover but me not knowing enough as to which would be the best medication. So at that point of time, I wanted to know and understand about how to help these babies a little more. I came to know uh, the, about the, the opportunity to even extend a year of the neonatal training to just uh, learn about the service. And I was fortunate enough to get get into the training program the sole training program at that point in north america was in sick kids and after um, obtaining the training i'm so glad that i can now apply it in clinical use um, so really my my main like goal was to uh, provide better care and uh, acquire the knowledge that i need to do so what do you see as the future for this program throughout Canada and even beyond? Uh, I, I do see that uh, at the clinical level, uh, it is going to see even more um, use. I see more and more level three centers or the tertiary neonatal care centers actually 
um, looking to use this service. I see it, it already is actually a very important research tool. It is, I, uh, already we are um, generating a wealth of knowledge, all the centers, um, a wealth of hemodynamic knowledge in our understanding about how neonates adapt, how they um, need treatments. I think as we go on forward, TNECO is only going to increase and enrich our knowledge about cardiovascular and cardiorespiratory health of newborns. And I also see it actually to be an important adjunct to um, neonatal education. I think, you know, if you call the TNE the new stethoscope, remembering that we actually taught our trainees how to use the stethoscope, I think it is very important uh, to share the knowledge um, and incorporate this into mainstream education. Recognizing though the TNE training is more intense, will need a separate year of training. So I don't anticipate that every neonatologist will be you know, trained in this. And I do not think there is a need for every neonatologist to be trained in this. But I think introduction to it, some physiological principles, how best to use the tool and how not to misuse the tool, should be an integral part of our uh, curriculum. I'm wondering about in terms of the nurses who are listening, who are working in NICUs across the country, what role do they play with the program and, and having knowledge about when to look for it, when to ask for it? Um, I think that's a, that's a very, very good question. I think, you know, nurses are our frontline. I mean, the responsibility they have of being the, the first people to watch the you know the red flags go up like it's a very very um, serious and responsible position i think for them one of the key things is to understand how best to utilize this the service and what it is and you know one of the questions that nurses often ask is when do we ask for our traditional cardiologist to come to and do an echo and when is it targeted neonatal echo Right. So I think one of the key messages I would like to kind of um, talk about is the distinction between the two services. So when we talk about targeted neonatal echo, we are looking at function and performance of a neonate with a structurally normal heart. So we are no concern of congenital heart disease. We are, we are assuming or we already know that this baby's heart is normal, but there is functional problems. So these could be hypotension shock, pulmonary hypotension, and patent ductus arteriosus. These are in most of the centers, these constitute the majority of the consults that we get or the requests that we get. If the nursing or the medical team are concerned that this baby's heart structure is abnormal, then it definitely is the domain of pediatric cardiology. And this, and making this border very strong and you know, strict is very important because we are not trained as pediatric cardiologists. So coming to the indications that I mentioned from the nursing point of view, if they detect 
a baby has a murmur. They think the baby has a patent ductus arteriosus or a PDA. Then it is very, uh, you know, valid for them to um, say, you know what, in this case, it would be really important to get a TNECO assessment and see whether this PDA is important enough to treat or not to treat, etc. If, for example, uh, if they have a baby who is whose blood pressure is dropping, and uh, they are concerned that the current uh, first-line treatments are not working, then again, they could advocate and ask for the TNECO to give them more information whether the baby will need inotrope B versus inotrope C versus more fluid. So uh, these are some of the ways I think our nursing colleagues can advocate and ask and uh, optimize the use of this service. We're getting close to wrapping up. Is there anything else about the TNECO program that you wanted to share with us? Highlighting the, the point that the, the tool is a tool. We need uh, an experienced operator uh, to use the tool. And again, we have to make sure that we are not misusing the tool and that the final decision actually has to be taken always in the context of the baby and the the best user of the tool will put all of this information together and not merely treat an echo we still need to treat a baby and uh, by treating all of the things together is the only way um, will make a difference optimal nursing care optimal medical management taking care of the families are all as important as technological innovations. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Thank you so much. Dr. Shomi Bhattacharya is a neonatologist and an assistant professor at Western University's Schulich School of Medicine. She's the director of the TNECO program at the Children's Hospital at London's Health Sciences Centre. NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. This series is supported by an unrestricted educational grant by Malincroft. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages.